Key Biscayne Stories collects the history of our beautiful island. This is your host, Alejandro Cervalli, and I am a certified key rat for many, many years and counting. With this podcast, we will share the stories of our residents and their love for this slice of paradise we call home. So stay tuned, relax, and enjoy these great Key Biscayne Stories. Hello, Key Biscayners and Key Rats. I hope you are doing great on this beautiful day here on the Key. It's pretty hot today. Today's guest, I have Anna Tootle, a Key Biscayne resident and founder of Feel Good KB. She is a mom, wife, passionate baker, and a mindfulness instructor. Anna bakes these amazing pumpkin bread loaves with chocolate chips. Her baking has a purpose, a mission behind it. With every bread sold, she donates a dollar that helps provide nine meals to those in need via Feeding South Florida. And I will also share how she incorporates her mindfulness instruction every day for a better life. Get to know Anna on this Kibiscane story. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and sign up to our newsletter information in the show notes. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about your pumpkin bread loaves that you've been baking. Thank you. How long have you been baking them for? I've been baking these loaves of love, as I call them, for approximately four years now. Loves, loaves of love. Right. I like that. I like that. Before we, talk, <laughs> <laughs> before we talk more about them, let's get to know you a little bit. Originally, where are you from? So I'm one of the few Miami natives, born and raised, doctor's hospital, 1969. Yes, I just gave my age. That's okay. A resident of Key Biscayne for 33 years now. So my freshman year in college, my family moved from the mainland to Key Biscayne, and so from the I've mainland. been here from the mainland. I like that. <laughs> they are Causeway. They became Causeway crawlers, and so my freshman year in college at the University of Florida, Go Gators, we moved to the Key, and we moved to BMR. That was our first building, and we've never looked back since. And you have, you have, was it two kids? I have three kids. Three. I am married to Clay Toodle. He's guilty of uh, giving me that wonderful last name. And we have three kids who also grew up, born and raised here on the Keys specifically. They all went to St. Agnes before they took off to high school. They uh, grew up going to the Village Green, Sir Pizza, and the Beach Club, like any good Key Rat would. Sir Pizza, that, that exactly, that is like the staple for <laughs> for being a key rat, right? Well, you could have the donut gallery and a couple Oof. other things, but yeah. <laughs> the donut gallery, that's that place is great. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so, and how did you, if I may ask, how did you and Mr. Toodle meet? We met because I was actually good friends with one of his uh, younger brothers, his middle brother, Nick Toodle. We were really good friends in high school. He's a year older than me, but he played soccer. And so we had just a, a large group of friends and I always knew he had an older brother named Clay Toodle. And here we are. <laughs> Baking, since, since we're going to talk about your pumpkin, your pumpkin bread loaves, mm -hmm. is, is, are you like a professional chef? I'm not. I'm not a professional chef. If I could back up a little bit. I mean, you, you might as well be because these are fantastic. But ah, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. So really, a, you know, health and wellness it has always been a big part of my life. I became a certified spinning instructor 
in 2004 when I was knee deep in diapers and babies and I needed a way out of all that mayhem that comes with uh, raising babies three in a row at that. And I did it for approximately 16 years at the Ocean Club mainly and other places, occasionally at the BRAC and then at the Body Studio. And that fitness has always been a part of uh, my life. Uh, but also I consider myself a foodie. I love good food. I love cooking. And so after the, perhaps, I mean, I don't know if this is a milestone, but after the crash of 2009, I started doing some soul searching, what I really was passionate about, what I really liked. And I started merging mindfulness, wellness, and food. I started to, you know, to get into cooking and, and joining organizations like Slow Food Miami and realized that there was an element missing. And the element that was missing is that I was also, and I continue to be very passionate about ending hunger. I don't think anybody should go hungry, especially in a first world country like the United States. And so I decided to merge uh, passion with purpose. And, uh, and one day it hit me, you know what? Start making these loaves, these loaves of love, as they call them, pumpkin bread loaves. It's not a secret recipe. I mean, you can look it up on, a, on the internet. But the beauty of these loaves is that I made a commitment from the get-go that for every sale of the loaf, 10% would go to Feeding South Florida. And I've kept that commitment ever since. And I love it. I love it because I know that I'm making people happy in consuming them. And I'm also providing a conduit for, you know, making some kind of an impact in an easy, fun and delicious way in our community. And so, especially now with COVID, if you bring it around to now, there are many people that would normally not tap into the food banks that are needing to do so and stand in the line for a box of food because perhaps they don't have any more employment as a bartender, as a cook, think hospitality and restaurants. And so the journey has been great because I really, it just warms my heart. There's probably nothing that warms my heart more than perhaps my family, knowing that for every loaf that I sell, the little portion goes to help yet somebody else. You know, that's one less person who has an empty refrigerator or an empty lunchbox or somebody who's going to bed or who is not going to bed with an empty stomach. And so there you go. That's how it was born. I think it's a beautiful initiative and it's called Feel Good KB. Feel Good KB. It's, it's like any journey. It has grown and evolved. It started off as Feel Good Foods and Thoughts. Because I also have learned along the way the impact, the amazing and positive impact that mindfulness and meditation has brought to my life. And so after the crash in 2009, I started diving into putting or applying rather everything that I had learned from reading so many wellness books and books on self-improvement and self-empowerment, I thought, you know what, it's time to finally do it. And so I started meditating. I started journaling. I started doing all those things that, that are supposed to empower you. And I started seeing some really, really good effects and starting feeling better. And I thought to myself, my goodness, this is not as difficult as it's portrayed to be. You don't have to be a yogi or a granola, as they say, 
on a mountaintop to be able to employ all these things. And so I thought I would merge both of them, feel good foods and thoughts in such a way that it would make perhaps, um, um, how do I say, exercises that help you improve your body and your mind and your joy and your mental and physical health in a way that's simple and easy for anyone to follow. The thing is that the pumpkin end side of the business has blossomed and boomed. And uh, the journey began with um, perhaps, I, I mean, I, I've sold my breads at places like CIC Miami at the farmer's market at the University of Miami. At the CIC, for those that don't know, CIC is a, it's like a share working space by Correct. UM, right? Or it's in one of the UM buildings more by it is the part bike. of UM. It's close to Wynwood. It's mm-hmm. uh, comparable to say perhaps like a WeWork. It is yeah. a an office sharing space, and it's a lovely, lovely community. And I was asked to you know to sell my breads on Thursday mornings. Met a lot of wonderful people, uh, people that you and I know in common, like Global Ties Miami, to name a few. And it was wonderful and everybody loved the initiative. And, and of course, during the holidays, I get a lot, a lot of orders, especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And people just like to help. And if they can help in a way that is super easy and just knowing that, especially when they gift something to somebody else, they're like, okay, so I'm gifting this loaf. And by the way, I'm helping somebody have an extra meal, you know? And so it's just easy. It's super easy. As a matter of fact, uh, when I got to CIC before then, I was volunteering at Lotus uh, House doing mindfulness and meditation for the residents there. I was volunteering Thursday mornings and teaching them how to employ those very exercises that I'm telling you about that are so easy because I started getting an impulse or downloads, if you will, you know, start sharing everything that's coming in and start sharing everything that has helped you out to help others. And so Helping others has been just a natural act for feel good foods and thoughts. But now feel good foods and thoughts has merged into feel good KB. Let's talk a little more about the the bread loaf because I have some here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have to say, you know, I like, can you tell us a little bit more about what's what's in here? Because it's really good. You know, I like that. Like I was saying pre pre podcast, I was sharing that this is very nice and moist. You give it what I picked it up on Saturday. It is right. Tuesday. I don't put it in the fridge. I don't know if I should. I want no, no, no need. It, it listen. The loaf lasts at room temperature for a week, moist and perfect. Assuming there's air conditioning, obviously, because we live in South Florida. They freeze well. They refrigerate very well, uh, undoubtedly. But they are at their best at room temperature. And so it's not a secret recipe. It is not vegan. It is not gluten-free. It is good old fashioned homemade baking. And I always tell people the secret ingredient is love because knowing that you're helping your community and the baking of every loaf just makes it taste all the better. I mean, other than that, it has uh, semi-sweet chocolate chips, cage-free eggs, no preservatives. It's just quality, simple quality ingredients. And I never change it. I keep it the same. And I think the consistency is what keeps people coming back for more. And so I have a nice um, group of repeat customers that come to the Key Biscayne Farmer's Market. And that's that's a delight to see. Mm, because I'm having some right now. You know. <laughs> to try with almond milk it's delicious <laughs> for those that can't see it because they're listening to it 
but mm -hmm. it's really good. I'm I mean, so glad. Thank you. And it's light on my belly because I have, I have a little bit of a irritation of the lining of the stomach. So oh, wow. I always watch my portions. I try to stay you. away from baked goods. I eat them. Like I'll have a cookie, I'll have a piece of bread. I won't eat like an entire like baguette, right? Like I right. used to, or right. an entire sir pizza. So people have an you know an idea. Have an idea, right? Right. But I'll <laughs> go to sir pizza and share pizza, and I'll have like a quarter, you know, which of is still course. a lot for already grown adult. But this is pretty good. I'm so glad. Thank well, you. It's very nice on my belly, especially for breakfast, which has always been challenging for me. Breakfast options. You know what? It's a versatile product. I tell people that it's great for breakfast. Some people like to just snack on it and some people love to serve it with as a dessert. It's very versatile. Oh, and brilliant. honestly, all age groups like it. Little kids, you know, sometimes they ask and they're like, is that, are those raisins? No, it's chocolate chips. And they're like, oh, well, maybe I'll reconsider because at first it's like, hmm, pumpkin. But it really pumpkin just makes it super moist and you wouldn't think that pumpkin and chocolate would go together, but magically they do. You donate, you mentioned, right? So Correct. with every purchase, there is a donation. Correct. So the loaf is $10. And from there, I donate $1 to Feeding South Florida. And that $1 provides nine meals to local communities that are food insecure. And so that $1 is stretched a very long way. And so it's, it's very easy. It's a no brainer. Who, who's not up for that? You don't want kids going to bed or going to school hungry. You don't want the elderly looking into an empty refrigerator. It's just not necessary. I'm 100% with you there. I mean, when you first told me that uh, at the Fresh Market, that a dollar goes to nine meals, I thought I was, I was, I was. Uh... Lord. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was surprised, surprisingly impressed. So it was, it was very nice to know that a dollar can go that far. Feeding South Florida is under the umbrella of Feeding America. And Feeding South Florida services the four counties, Monroe, Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach. There's two food banks, one in Pembroke Park in Broward County and one in West Palm Beach. And if you ever visit them, they are amazing, amazing. They are impeccable. They're organized. They function very efficiently. And I think that that's why when I, when I first started this a couple of years ago, it was $1 would provide six meals now it's up to nine meals and i think that between their efficiency and people and corporations uh, donating they they've come to a level that is that is incredible so really no one should be going hungry that's my goal and this is my little sand in the bucket my contribution well it's a nice delicious bucket of sand <laughs> <laughs> thank you so now that we've talked about the delicious and yummy bread loaves that taste like a yummy, moist cake, but it's a bread. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about the other aspect of your business, which is the the, the mindfulness approach that you mentioned earlier. The feel-good part. The feel-good part. Can you tell us more right. about that? Yeah. So the feel-good part was born out of, like I said before, after so much reading and so much studying and enjoying wellness and mindfulness, after the crash of 2009 and some hard financial situations, I decided to finally do as I had read so much about with meditation. And little did I know that that was going to open the floodgates for me for mindfulness and the desire to teach it and to inspire others to do the same. 
Why? Because really they're very simple acts, but acts that are very effective. And I've always said that if we have the time to stand in a line at Starbucks or binge watch on Netflix, we have the time to quiet the mind, especially in the morning and just shut down, shut down. You know, I, I say the morning time is the best time because we haven't quite looked at our phone. We haven't turned on the news. We haven't opened up the laptop. And so it's a wonderful time to kind of tap into what I call the higher wisdom and just quiet the mind. And then you can start with five minutes and then five minutes in a, in a month or so turns into 10. And before you know it, you're up to 15 or 30 and you start seeing and feeling the changes very subtly. It's not like, as they say in Spanish, it's not like, oh, suddenly you have an epiphany and thunder is coming from the skies. No, you start realizing, wow, you know, I'm a little bit more calm. I'm a little bit happier. I'm not so irritable when I'm stuck in traffic. Maybe the person that used to rub me the wrong way just doesn't seem to bother me anymore. And you start seeing these little subtle changes and realize, wow, if I don't tap into that quiet part of me, then I'm not putting forth the best part of me. And that affects you. That affects your marriage. That affects your family. That affects your coworkers, your neighbors, and so on. And so really, when you take the time and invest the time in you, you're not being selfish. You're really doing, creating benefit for everyone around you. And who's not up for that? And so I always say that the four pillars of mindfulness, and this is what I teach in my classes and in my courses, are very simply meditation, gratitude, affirmations, and journaling. And so meditation is quieting the mind. And listen, we all have to start somewhere. When I began, everything ran through my mind. This isn't for me. I have a lot of things to do. My to-do list is really long. What am I doing? And quite honestly, I began because our daughter, Alexa, was playing volleyball all over the map. And so I'd be stuck at these hotels and she didn't have to be on the court till mid-morning and she'd be sound asleep and I'm sitting in a dark hotel room. <laughs> I thought, okay, Anna, what's your excuse now? There are no excuses. And so I said, just stick to it, stick to it, stick to it. And I did, and I did, and I did. And before, before I knew it, I couldn't live without it. And it's a practice that I, I've had ever since. Um, and so the second part is about gratitude. I'm talking about appreciation, which is a little bit different. And that is a way of looking through the lens that is beneficial to you and those around you. That means, and this is one of the things I talk about, that your perspective navigates your circumstances and not the other way around. And so if your perspective is one of appreciation and gratitude, you're going to see life in a completely different light. And that means your experience is going to be completely different. The next are the affirmations. And this brings it around back to all the reading that I had done with um, especially books from Hay House, Hay House Publishing, which is uh, one of the leaders in self-empowerment and self-help books. And Louise Hay herself was known as the queen of affirmations. And affirmations simply mean, how are you talking to yourself? What kind of vocabulary are you using with yourself? And so maybe you want to start with, um, you know, maybe every morning when you wake up or while you're brushing your teeth or while you are driving, you say five of your favorite affirmations. One of them could be, my body is a perfect 
mechanism of health. You know, it, perhaps you're, you're, you're encountering health problems and you start saying that to yourself over and over and you start kind of living that because that affirmation is important to you. And the next person could be about their career, could be about romance. And so the final and fourth part is the journaling. And the journaling takes a little bit of time because you actually have to, you know, grab a notebook, pen and paper. And this is where, again, you got to leave the self-criticism behind. And the power behind journaling is that you are letting your soul, soul speak with absolutely no judgment. And some people say, well, what am I going to write about? It doesn't matter. And you can't worry about grammar, crossing your T's, dotting your I's. Uh, did I put a comma? No. And you just, before you know it, there's a flow. There's a flow that is different from that of the other three exercises. And so it's not because you're going to read it uh, the following week or because you're going to show it to your kids one day or your, no, it's just that you have a relationship with that inner part of you. You're just going to write about it. And it's very cathartic. It's very therapeutic. It doesn't mean that you have to write about trauma or drama. You could just write about your petty one. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. That rhymes. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> and so sometimes I find that people are like, okay, but how do I do it? And how do I start? And so this is where I would love to bring some of that content and some of that structure and some of those courses not only to, for example, groups or individuals, but I think if we started putting this in corporations and in schools, everybody benefits. And so how would you do that in a corporation? Well, perhaps Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, we have one hour designated in the conference room. Well, now it's over Zoom, but, and if you would like to join, you know, you can take this time and everybody benefits from it. And we can, we can actually take the time. It's something, it's an investment of your mental, physical, and emotional health that renders huge, huge benefits. And so that's something that I would like to develop and elaborate more if I can break away from my oven a little bit more. <laughs> so like I said, it's a good complaint. I'm not complaining, but I do want to write a book. And so I can't, I can't leave behind all that I have learned because Along the way, along the path and in that journey, there's been lessons to be learned that when shared with other people, you know, will benefit them. I want to have a question regarding the gratitude and affirmation. All these things are done together first, right? So, for example, if when I was teaching at Lotus House, I had one hour. They gave me the room for one hour. And so I, I would put those four elements in that one hour. Okay. But the, the idea is not like, okay, so just when you go to the class, you're going to do that. No, I'm showing you how to do it so that you do it on your own so that you take the time. So for example, for me, the journaling is easiest on the weekends, but I take a long time in the morning before I get out of bed doing my affirmations and affirmations blend in with prayer and gratitude. They kind of merge a little, but I make sure that the affirmations that are important to me, I say them to myself and I say them to myself. And you start feeling, you know, a certain self-confidence about what you're trying to affirm. You start feeling a certain sense of, okay, well, maybe it's not so, you know, ethereal. Maybe I can ground it and bring it to myself. And you start seeing the benefits. And when life hits you with challenges, which it's always going to, you can weather those storms a little bit better. 
because you're tuned into that higher wisdom. That's the best way I can explain it. Got it. So I like, so it's measuring your timing and your availability. You don't have to do everything in one stretch. You can do, for example, okay, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to, before I get up out of bed, I'm going to say my 10 or 15 or five affirmations just as a, or, you know, while the electric toothbrush or your toothbrush is going, you know, I'm going to make it a habit that when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm going to say these five affirmations. When I'm stuck in traffic and I'm irritable, I'm going to say these five affirmations, you see? And so for me, after, after so much time, you start getting like a rhythm that works for you. I know that the journaling I can only do on the weekends, but I sit there and I write and I write and I love it. It's just like, it's like a meeting with myself. It's, but it's different from the meditation instead of listening. So meditation is like, you're listening, right? You just kind of like, you, you try to remove all thought and you just, you know, sit quietly and calmly. You're kind of listening to that inner wisdom and suddenly you'll get like a, what I call like a nudge or a hit, or you're inspired to, to, to do something. And um, the journaling is the opposite. You're already exerting out of you onto paper, something that needs to come out and it could be negative, it could be positive, it could be neutral. It's very therapeutic. And I'm sure you've heard of studies of, you know, people that, that write a lot. Uh, it, it has a very cathartic and healing effect. And you don't have to go through trauma or something difficult. So you figure out, okay, so you know what? Maybe I'll do journaling Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, the meditation I do encourage you to do every single day. Because even if it's five minutes and you can just, you know, set a timer or if you, you have a clock in your bedroom, you say, okay, well, I'm just going to add five minutes. So I'm just going to be quiet. And, and, and you start seeing and feeling better. And then say you skip a day, you start realizing, oh, no, no, I need that quiet time again. I need that, you know. I need my little time out like a kid. You know, I need that, that quiet time. You start realizing, you know what? That's not so difficult. It's very effective. And I, I'd rather not live without it. I'm just a better version of myself when I do it. And so what I want to teach people is, sure, we can have a class together. And that's what I'm there for. But I want to give you the tools to do it on your own. And nobody's going to judge you except you. So you're going to see what works better for you. You know, how, how can I weave it into my, my busy schedule? Because we're all busy in all ages and stages of our lives. And then, you know, it's like I said about, I wrote an article for KB Living Magazine that says, when you pursue your passions, everybody wins because you're taking something that is aligned with who you are, your uniqueness, and you're offering it to the world as a gift. So everybody benefits. So if you're into neon colored polka dotted shoelaces and that's your thing, you know, before you know it, other people will be buying it and enjoying it because they want a piece of that joy or they want a piece of that happiness. So whatever inspires or makes you tick, if you offer that, if you pursue that, other people are going to want to feel the same way but in their own way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, no, no, yeah, no, it makes sense. It, it flowed very well. So th these are services you provide as well, right? You, you do have these packaged as a service. People can can listen to us right now and they can like, hey, I want to I wanna book a session with Anna right now. Boom. Absolutely, Boom. absolutely. And so Feel Good KB right now is focusing on the pumpkin bread, but Feel Good KB, the mindful 
and wellness component were probably involved in something called elevated. And that's something that I'm working on because elevated has the feeling or the uh, kind of the implication that I'm going to be a better version of myself. When you're a better version of yourself, your better attributes. And that's the beauty is that we're all so different and unique. But if you take the, the better or elevated version of yourself, everybody wins. How is that not a bonus for everybody? I, I know that we're running out of time. So, but I do like to ask one final question to everyone. Is it, what is your favorite part of KB? My favorite part of KB is that we are so blessed to have a little slice of mother nature's beautiful bounty. That's the way I see it. It's a slice of paradise and we just have it here in our backyard. You want to walk to the lighthouse. You want to take a jog on the beach or picnic there. It's literally steps away. And that in and of itself is amazing. And then add to it, the people that live in it, you know, it's a small town attached by a big bridge to the mainland, as I say. So it's, it's a win-win. I, I love it. I once, at one point I considered perhaps leaving and, you know, going to a bigger place, et cetera, but it just, it's incomparable. It's incomparable. When my kids come home from college, they really, really enjoy coming back to the key where they grew up. And so I find that to be priceless and, and living and working here and getting to know your neighbors, your customers, the people that you service is just another bonus in this slice of paradise. Fantastic. Thank you, Anna, for joining us at Kiwi Skane Stories and telling us your story about uh, Feel Good KB and your book and your projects. And I wish you the best. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.